Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome to Alec Feldman, the podcast from Wizard Radio. We've taken his show, broadcast live on Saturdays between 3 and 5, then cut out the songs, news, and other bits that aren't very interesting, leaving you with about an hour-ish of sweet, juicy content. Mmm, mmm, mmm content. Just one more thing. Don't bother sending in any messages, we'll probably never see them. You may be charged, but your entry won't be counted. Because this isn't live, obviously. It's a podcast. It's already happened in the past. To get involved, just listen live on Saturdays between 3 and 5 on Wizard Radio Station. I'd like to be able to say you won't regret it, but I can't. This is Alec Feldman on Wizard Radio. I just wanted to start today's show by letting you know that unfortunately the planned broadcast of this show live from Australia will no longer be taking place, unfortunately. We have had to cancel that, and the show will instead be coming from a quarantine hotel on an island just outside. Thank you for your cooperation and understanding on this matter. It's Saturday. It's three o'clock. Now, live from Manchester, Alec Feldman. Starting today with some new music. That was Dylan, and you're not Harry Styles, um, which joins the great tradition of songs to be named after other celebrities, um, joining a club which includes Barbara Streisand, uh, Clint Eastwood, and Jackie Chan. So, um, well done to Harry Styles for that great achievement. Before that, the brilliant Sam Fender, Spit of You, and it's Wizard Radio. Hello, it's Alec Feldman. Good afternoon to you how are you i won't say the those three words because we did that last week you know it's the 8th of january now come on move on get over it it's almost easter um hope you're good how are you freezing in it what a weird couple of weeks uh, it's been has anybody else found that the first week of january rubbish i've been like oh you sort of expect everything to be new and shiny right and then you get back to whatever it is you do and you're like oh okay this is, this is exactly the same as it was two weeks ago. Nothing has changed. Well, I'll tell you what has changed. I've got lots of exciting new music to play on the show today, which is good. New Alesso coming up. Song by someone called Caroline Polachek. Skylar, uh, that Gale tune. It's not that new, but it's, it's really good. That's coming up before four o'clock. Also on the show today, a bit of education. I'll give you a sort of language lesson in about five minutes' time. Plus... I want to talk to you about a builder. I want to talk to you about a mound. I want to talk to you about pirates. I want to talk to you about the 24 hours that make up the day. Uh Uh-huh, we're going there. And, this is a special treat. I was thinking, right, over Christmas and over New Year, we don't play enough Chinese state propaganda on this show. And so my resolution for 2022 is to play a bit more. And at 10 past four, I would like to play you a... Uh, a film made by the Chinese government, which I think could blow up in the cinemas. I think it could be huge. It's brilliant. The acting's brilliant. The plot's brilliant. The dialogue is brilliant. And I want to play you a few clips after four o'clock, um, even though, yes, it was made by, you know, the Chinese government. But we'll, we'll, we'll see how we find it uh, later on in the show. That's coming up. Plus a 60 second guide. We'll play What's Going On. It's back a brand new edition of that will be on the show before 4 p.m as well and that's that's the plan that's the agenda you and me 
from now until five o'clock. Hang out with me. Please stay. Make yourself comfortable. Settle in. Bunker down. We're together for two hours, whether you like it or not. Um, so thanks very much for, for choosing us. Um, right. I'd like to start the show every week by just running through all the things that are irritating me, but also that are making me happy. The sort of the worst and the best things in the world from the last seven days. It changes on a weekly basis. But here's what I'm disliking and liking this week. Um, worst thing in the world. Well, worst person in the world. You know what? It's tough competition, to be fair, um, between Molly May and this other person. I've gone with this other person purely because I find it slightly funnier. <laughs> the, the Molly May thing's just a bit... Ugh. But this this is sort of funny. Novak Djokovic, I sort of mentioned it earlier. He flew all the way to Australia, having not been vaccinated against COVID, going, hmm, well, it's fine, because I've got an exemption, a medical exemption. See, I, I can't get the vaccine for medical reasons. Um, and he shows up and he's like, I haven't been vaccinated, but you, you have to let me in because I've got an exemption. And he gets to the Australian border and um, they go, well, well, actually, mate, uh, you filled in the wrong form and your visa doesn't cover this, so uh, we've got to send you back. And I don't know if that's Australian or New Zealand or, or neither, <laughs> but that's basically what happened. And so they said, Stroth, and sent him on his way with no more than a good day. And so he's, he's, is he currently in jail? Not, like, not jail, a quarantine hotel. Currently being held in a quarantine hotel. Whilst he tries to fight this whole, sorry mate, you're not coming in, um, <laughs> just so he can play in the Australian Open without a vaccine. You know what? I think he should he should get over himself. Stop being stupid. Stop being anti-scientific. Get the vaccine or stop moaning about things that you're not allowed to do. You can't have it both ways, mate. That's my, my view on this. Um, I think the latest twist in this song that I saw earlier... He's now saying, well, it, it doesn't matter because I've recently had COVID. I had it on the 16th of December. I tested positive on the 16th of December. And I saw on Twitter earlier someone <laughs> posting a picture of him in public that was taken on the 17th of December. <laughs> so popcorn out for this one. It could get interesting. But he, I think, is the worst thing in the world this week just for being annoying and whiny. So shut it. All right. That's, that's my take on Novak Djokovic. Next, the best thing in the world this week listen right a lot of corporations like to tell us that january is a rubbish month and we should all feel sad and miserable and bored and to combat this we should spend money uh now obviously that's a load of nonsense it's just you know consumerism gone crazy um but that said I did treat myself to a couple of things this week, which, both of which are uh, the best thing in the world this week. Uh, one of them um, is a toasty maker. I now own a toasty maker and I'm delighted. Um, I, I've had them in my life previously. When I was at uni, uh, my friend, the girl from Bolton, the Boltonian girl, she, she always brought one. And so many a good toaster was had out of that. And then... In my first year in, in Manchester, I sort of borrowed someone else's toasty maker. And that was fine until um, it sort of stopped working and started blowing the fuses every time you turned it on. <laughs> so I'd be making a toasty. And my housemate at the time would suddenly be like, Alec, why have all the lights gone off? And I'd be like, oh, I, I don't know, mate, sorry. And it would be because this toasty maker had blown a fuse and <laughs> tripped the electricity happened a few times before I worked out why exactly. But um, So that's, that sort of stopped working. And I was like, okay, I haven't got a toasty maker anymore. have to make toasties in a frying pan, which is effort. So much effort. Um, and they're, they're never very good, to be honest. And so I was like, you know what? I've, I've, got, I've got a bit of money to spare. Let's buy a toasty maker and I can finally have good toasties. And oh, it's brilliant. I'm so happy with this purchase. It's, they're wonderful. If you've not got a toasty maker, you're missing out. They just, there's something about them. They make them better. They give them a nice shape. They give it a little like imprint, so you can cut it in half really easily. Oh yeah, they're just, they're just good. And as a person who can appreciate a, a good toasty, um, very happy with that. Worth every penny. And that is one of the best things in the world this week. 
The other best thing in the world this week is once again me going, oh, it's January, I'm bored and I've got a bit of, bit of spare cash lying around and I'm delighted to announce that me and my flatmate, also known as or formerly known as the only other boy back in, back in uni, we've taken our relationship, uh, a domestic relationship, to the next level and we are now the joint owners of a television. That's right, we've really committed. We bought a telly. Um, I've never bought a telly before. It's quite nice to be able to choose your own TV and be like, I want it to be this big, I want it to have all these things, and it's very exciting. And now we have a new TV. Uh, we own, you know, half each, um, and it's really cool. I've never had a TV this big, and I know this, this, this will sound like it's sponsored by the year 2007, but HD is good, isn't it? I've never... Obviously, I've had HD TVs, but, like, I've never been able to watch the TV in HD. We've never had the, the channels. But now we do. I can get BBC One in HD. I was literally yesterday. I was flicking between Pointless on BBC One and BBC One HD just to see the difference. And it's brilliant. Like, um, Alexander Armstrong's face has so many more wrinkles in it on BBC One HD. It's, it's great. I know everybody else discovered this in, like, 2007, but I'm, I'm a bit behind the times. It took me 15 years to get BBC One in HD, but we're there now, and it's very exciting, and I'm very happy with it. So, all in all, I'm just loving life right now, watching TV and eating toasty. So, life is good. Um, I feel like I've been going on about that for about 10 minutes, and I, I probably have, but those are the best and worst things in the world this week. Novak Djokovic, stop whining, but toasty maker and a telly, brilliant. And now we can actually continue with the show. Coming up next, a little a little language lesson for you after the new one from Katy Perry and Alesso. They did a song together. Bit of a banger. Alesso and Katy Perry. Who'd have thought, eh? Uh, that was When I'm Gone. It's Wizard Radio with Alec Feldman. Good afternoon to you. Here we are again. 2022. Doing nothing on a Saturday afternoon. Thanks for hanging out with me. Caroline Polachek is coming up. I want to... I want to give you something back, actually. You know, you're listening to this right now. You might want your brain expanded in a good way. And I'm going to provide you with some educational material right now. You know, inform, entertain, and um, was that it? Was there anything else? That might have been it, to be honest. Um, but I've, I've seen this on... Um, it was on Leeds Fest, actually, which is like a anonymous confessions page for students of the University of Leeds. And I still have it liked on Facebook because even though I graduated like a year and a half ago, um, I don't want to let go. And it's very interesting, so I thought I'd share it with you. You know the phrase, I don't give a? Um, originally made popular by Tom Grennan and Ella Henderson, I believe, in their song Let's Go Home Together. Or possibly Dua Lipa in IDJAF. You know, you know the phrase I'm talking about. Um, obviously, in, in English, we say, I don't give a. Hmm. That's, that's what we say as a way of expressing that you're sort of not interested, you dislike something, or you just don't care, basically. That's, that's what we say, right? But what if you're in another country and you wanted to convey that same message? Like, it wouldn't, it wouldn't literally translate, would it? I mean, it might, but they might also have their own little sayings um, that sort of mean a similar thing, but they're expressed slightly differently. So what this person's done, they've taken the phrase in other languages and then translated it back to English and so we can know what all these different nationalities would say instead of saying, oh, I don't give up. They'd say this. Um, if you were to go to the Netherlands, um, also known as Holland, uh, they speak Dutch and in Dutch... Oxidise my anus. And I can say that because it's a body part. It's anatomical. It's not rude. So um, that's what they say. Instead of I don't give a hmm, they say, frankly, this can oxidise my anus. Um, so there you go. That's that's the Dutch version. I like the French one because it's very poetic. It's very, it's quite beautiful in a way, actually. Um, and if you were in France, they would say, I am painting my balls with the brush of indifference. <laughs> oh, that's so French, isn't it? Just Beautiful. So that's quite a nice one. Um, Japanese also go quite blunt. That This is quite British, the way they express it. They go, I don't give it a fart of thought. <laughs> They're all slightly gross and often relating to uh, body parts. I'm noticing these variants on, 
I don't give a. So that's in Japan. If you were in Brazil, um, you might wish to express your indifference or dislike of something by saying, I am defecating and walking. <laughs> I don't, what does, that, does that mean you're doing it at the same time? I don't quite get that one. What, what does that mean? Uh, you're doing it whilst you're walking or you're doing a poo and walking. Either way, I, I don't quite get how that one expresses a dislike, whatever. Um, and the Austrian, this is blood pudding to me. <laughs> That's how bad it is. It's like, I assume that they're talking about like black pudding. It's how uninterested they are. And I, I thought those were really rather beautiful. You know, isn't, isn't language a wonderful thing? The ways it can be used to convey things all over the world. So there's your language lesson for the day. About five different ways to say the phrase, I don't give a, in foreign languages, in English. If that makes any sense whatsoever. Uh, coming up next, why you should never, ever judge a book by its cover. After Caroline Polichek, this is You're Hurting My Feelings, it's Wizard Radio. Caroline Polichek, You're Hurting My Feelings on Wizard Radio, Saturday afternoon with Alec Feldman. Hi, I had a quite fun experience this week. It was fun for a number of reasons. Um, I want to tell you a bit about it, but also there is there is an ultimate point to this, uh, a lesson that I have learned. But just want to tell you what I got up to because it was a very lovely day. On Thursday... I took myself on a date. Um, that's where we're at in in life now. I it's, I just go on dates with myself because nobody else will, and that's kind of fine to be honest. Um, the reason I sort of was forced to take myself on a date was because of my bike. I always moan about my bike. My bike, I love it. I love cycling places. I love being a cyclist, and it's so great when it when it works. But then when it when it breaks, it's just the most frustrating thing. Because it always breaks in a really inconvenient way. And you always go, oh, God, I've got to do something about this. And uh, My bike's been, you know, it's been a bit bashed about recently. There was the time I took it to Halfords, and the guy described it as minging, but then fixed it for free. And then there was a time a couple of months later when I was like, okay, fine, I probably ought to pay for some work to be done, and actually did pay some money for them to, to fix it up. And then it was great for about a week and a half, and then it, it broke again, and okay, fine. And then I was sort of riding it half broken for a while. And then I got a puncture and I was like, oh, I don't know how to fix this. I don't have time. So then I was like, okay, I've got to take it to a bike shop. Um, but the bike shop that serviced it um, and then sort of, you know, it broke quite quickly after. Um, weren't like available for ages. And I was like, okay, fine. I need to find a new bike shop. And I googled, you know, bike shops, Manchester. And I came across this place that actually sounded really cool. I was like, okay. These guys, they do same-day repairs while you wait. These guys are the one. And I went down and had a wonderful experience slash date with myself. So it's it's a bike shop that's also a cafe. I don't know if there's lots of these things around in the world or whether bike cafes are quite unique, but it's a, it's a bike cafe, basically. You show up, you get your bike fixed, and whilst you do that, you can have a sit down, you can be in like a comfy armchair, you can play some board games, you can have a coffee or a toasty or some cake and it, it's really cute and it was really cool. I don't often go to places I think, wow, this is actually quite cool. I don't belong here, it's too cool for me. But this was actually, I thought, pretty cool but in like a, a welcoming, friendly way. And it was just very lovely. Um, my favourite bit was the way the guys that fix your bikes are the same ones that, you know, make you toasty. <laughs> There's a lot of uh, bike grease in there with the, the cheese and the tuna melt, but I would recommend it nonetheless. And it was, you know, good times. They fixed my bike, great value for money, and I was just chilling there basically all afternoon, enjoying the, the atmosphere and the toasty and the, the, the bike repairs. And I was sort of, I quite enjoy people. I like watching people. Just seeing what they get up to in their lives and seeing them walk past doing things. And as I was in there for a couple of hours, you, know, you get like a steady stream of regulars walking in. They, you know, come in and they're like, oh, all right, how are you? And they have a nice little chat and they get their coffee and off they go. Um, don't even have bikes to be fixed. And I was like, okay, this is lovely. This is very lovely. And I decided, okay, this is one of my New Year's resolutions. This is a bit of a, a sidetrack, but one of, one of my New Year's resolutions is just to become a regular at this place so that I can walk in and they'll be like, all right, Alec, you want your regular? That's that's the dream. 
because it's just such a lovely place. That's how, how I don't know, obsessed I am with this bike cafe underneath a railway arch behind Victoria Station in Manchester. Um, but anyway, that's besides the point. One of their regulars that walked in, it was this is like construction worker, looked like a builder. Probably, I mean, there are a million building sites and cranes and all that stuff in centre of Manchester, so that's probably what he was involved with, one of them. And he walks in, he's like, you know, all big, and he's bald, and he's really, really mank, and he's got a high-vis jacket on, and I'm like, wow, this guy means business. He's a, he's a proper bloke, this man. I feel woefully inadequate sat in the presence of this man, knowing that he is really, really manly and blokey and could probably beat me up. And, you know, all these, you know, judgments, superficial judgments I was making just by looking at him. And then I heard him, after his his drink, I heard him say to the, the guy, Hey, listen, mate, uh, is it alright if I just take a video for my TikTok? <laughs> and I was like, ah, interesting. This, like, middle-aged blokey blokey builder, really into TikTok. Loves making TikToks of, like, his coffee being made and all this stuff. And I was like, wow. I thought TikTok was just for, like, teenagers and Gen Zers, But no, it's also for big blokey builders in high-vis jackets with a hard hat. And I really enjoyed it, and I was like, wow, you're you're so awful for being surprised at this and making all these snap judgments about people, judging a book by its cover, as they always tell you not to. That's what I was doing. And I was like, wow, you really don't live up to the stereotype here. And I liked it, and yeah, he was explaining to the, the guy in the bike shop cafe all about TikTok and how it works, so this guy's probably really big on construction worker TikTok, but I had no idea, so there you go. Um... But I love when you meet people like that. They just have really, like, unexpected interests. They don't at all match up with how you'd expect them to be. I would like to celebrate these people this afternoon, actually. All the people that, you know, you could judge them based on what they look like and how they sound. But actually, really surprising, like, hobbies or things they care about or just other weird bits of their personality that don't quite match up to what you'd expect them to be. You know what I mean? Breaking down the stereotypes, all these slightly weird people that break the mould. That's who I'd like to celebrate on the show this afternoon. So if you know one, if you've got a friend, family member, just a random person you came across once and they stuck with you forever, then let me know about it. My number is 07807 183538. Uh, you can get me on email station at wizardradio.co.uk or on Twitter or Instagram, at Radio on there. I just want to celebrate this afternoon. All the people that, you know, you shouldn't judge by the cover because they will surprise you. There's random little things about them that you'd never guess just by looking at them. Smash those stereotypes. Let me know. I've got my blokey builder who's obsessed with TikTok. What about you? 07807 183 538. Thank you very much in advance. I'm looking forward to these. I think there'll be some funny ones. Um, so you get cracking with that. I'll play Skylar after Post Malone and The Weekend. It's one right now on Wizard Radio. Alec Feldman on Wizard Radio. Mediocre broadcasting since 2017. That's fun. Skylar and hair dye. It's Wizard Radio. Afternoon. It's Alec Feldman. Uh, before that, Post Malone and The Weekend with one right now. Weekend's new album came out. Was it yesterday? I think it was yesterday. Um, that's my musical knowledge of the day for your enjoyment. See, I know what I'm talking about. I don't just throw all this this show together. Um, so this week I set myself a New Year's resolution. It was uh, to become one of the regulars at this very specific bike cafe that's underneath an arch behind Victoria train station in Manchester called Pop-Up Bikes. The reason being, I went to get my bike fixed and a toasty this week and had an amazing time. You know what? Even the toilet was fun. I forgot to tell you about the toilet. Like, it's like you walk in and you're like, is this the toilet? It just looks like a living room. There's like books and decorations and trinkets and photos on the walls and an armchair. And then in the corner, tucked away, there is just like a, a toilet and a sink. And you're like, okay, no, this is this is a toilet. It's really cool. And there was like this guy that walked in there, like high of his jacket, holding a hard hat, massive, big, bald, blokey, Builder type, really, really mank, and he goes, "You're right, mate. Can I have my regular, please?" Um, as manks all sound like that, obviously. 
And he's like, oh, by the way, is it alright if I just take a video for my TikTok? And um, this guy who looks, you know, big and middle-aged and manly as they come, big into TikTok. And that is why, my friends, you should never judge a book by its cover. And that's what we're talking about right now. I wanted to celebrate all these slightly weird people that, you know, just always take you by surprise. They don't quite fit. Never what you'd expect. Uh, Adam says, I've kind of got a similar story to you, Alec, but with my English teacher. I walked into her classroom at lunchtime once to ask her a question about English, and there she was, filming a TikTok on her phone. Busted. Caught in the act. And then I found the TikTok. She legit has over 100,000 followers. And the videos are quite funny. I'm not 100% sure if you're allowed to have a public TikTok if you're a teacher. Because all your other social media accounts need to be private. But I'm not going to rat her out because this content is great. Well, there you go. So, I, I want to hear more about the aftermath. So, you walk in. Catch your teacher filming a TikTok. Then what? Is she, like, embarrassed? Is she like, oh, oh my god. <laughs> I didn't, didn't mean you to see that. Sorry, I'm just recording a TikTok. How embarrassing. Was she like, yeah, she's doing a TikTok. I've got 100,000 followers, actually. You should come follow me. Was it was it a TikTok about being a teacher? Or just, just her personal musings and ramblings? <laughs> that's cool. Um, well, yeah. Interesting question you raise about whether that's, you know, allowed. Because a lot of my... A lot of people I was at school with are now sort of in the process of becoming teachers, which still blows my mind that people I knew and were at school with are allowed to be in charge of children. But anyway, um, I know this because every so often you'll see someone on your Facebook timeline and you're like, who the hell is that? I don't recognise that name. And it's because they've become a teacher and changed their Facebook name so that the kids can't find them. Um, do you have to do that with TikTok accounts? I don't know. Um, possibly, but we shall see. Uh, Jamie says, when I first met one of my best friends, I thought he looked really mean and scary. We met when we first started school. Maybe I was just judging him by his look, but he looked big and kind of like a bully. And it was that really, really awkward first meetup we have before you actually start school. Oh, I hated mine. Um, we were playing football to break the ice. We were on the same team, which is kind of how we became friends. I was already like, okay, this isn't who I think they're going to be. Um, and now I know his true self. He looks like a bully. He's big and scary. But he rides a unicycle. I've never met anyone who rides a unicycle before. Definitely wouldn't put him down as a unicycle rider. But it just goes to show, don't judge a book by its cover. Yes, exactly. That old cliche. It is sort of true sometimes. Um, he rides a unicycle. That's fun. I've never met anyone that rides a unicycle either. I sort of... I just assume that they don't really exist outside of circuses and TV shows. But I suppose they must do. Um, does he also juggle whilst he rides the unicycle or is he just, just the unicycle? Does anybody use a unicycle as their primary method of transport? That's another question. Is there anyone who's like getting around day to day on a unicycle? Or are they just for showing off? Like, could I, could I ride a unicycle to work if my bike was broken? And also if I could ride a unicycle or... Are they just for novelty? I've never really thought about this before. Thank you, Jamie, for making me think about unicycles in a way I never have before. I really appreciate that. That's lovely. Um, Anna says, we're having some work done in our house last year. That weird bit of time where COVID didn't exist, but, you know, it did. I remember that. Our builder. You know, looked like a builder. Builders crack when he bent over. Yeah. Lots of tattoos. Very stereotypical. That is, until he opened his mouth. The man can sing opera like no one else. We heard him singing whilst he was working. At first, we didn't know where the sound was coming from. It was very funny. That's perfect. Beautiful. I love it. Exactly what I'm thinking. It's always the builders as well. They're always the, like, the most blokey and sort of slightly intimidating. And they're the ones that take you by surprise. And they're like, oh yeah, actually, I'm just like a, a young Pavarotti, really. There you go. Well, that is that is very funny. Thank you for all them. They were as good as I hoped they would be and better. Uh, right, on the show next, um, she'll ask Chance to go and visit an iconic tourist attraction. I'll tell you what that is after Lost Frequencies and Callum Scott. This is Where Are You Now? Callum Scott, Lost Frequencies, Where Are You Now? 
This is Wizard Radio. This is Alec Feldman. Hi. Um, Gail are coming up. I've missed playing that. That's a great song. Uh, That's on the way. We'll do What's Going On as well in a few minutes. But just wanted to give you a quick heads up. Tomorrow is the last day you can visit an iconic tourist attraction. Uh, I know you're you're thinking, Alec, which one is it? Is it the Eiffel Tower? Is it uh, the Taj Mahal? Is it the Great Pyramids of Giza? No, no, no. No, my friends. No, it's much, much better than that. Much more iconic. Um, Probably one of the seven wonders of the modern world, actually. Um, I'm talking about... You know the Marble Arch, right, in London? Yeah, it's not. It's not the Marble Arch. It's the uh, the big the big mound behind the Marble Arch. Do you remember this? Uh, it opened a few months ago. Was built at great expense. For some reason, they decided they were going to build a fake a fake hill behind the Marble Arch in London. Um, cover it in astroturf. Maybe try and grow a few plants and turn it into like a viewpoint that you have to pay money to go up. And, I mean, it opened, and it looked rubbish, and nobody wanted to go up it. And before long, they were like, oh, right, we might have uh, wasted quite a lot of money here. Uh, We'd better just make admission free so at least somebody uses it. And they made the admission free. I don't know if any any more people really went, but um, anyway, it's closing tomorrow. Last day of the mound, they're going to dismantle it, they're going to flatten it, and... um, it will be like it was never there. So if you do want to go and have the opportunity to be a part of history, then now's the time. Go, go, go. Do it before you're too late. I'm not necessarily guaranteeing the history you'll be a part of will be a, a good chapter of history. But, you know, you'll be a part of it if you go. Get a picture at the top of that mound. Then in years to come, when people can say, wow, Westminster Council once really wasted £15 million on a mound of fake mud and grass you can say yep i know i went i have a picture at the top of this mound i'm pretty gutted to be honest i didn't get the chance to go and see the mound before it was too late um i haven't really been i've been in london i've been in london like once since it opened but not not with the opportunity to see the mound i wanted to take the show there i wanted to do all sorts but it wasn't to be the mound is closing tomorrow so if you're closer to london than i am Take the chance. Go and see it. If it risks giving you Omicron, then so be it, because it's probably worth it to get the chance to be a part of London's history. So, farewell, Mound, you absolute waste of space and money. Go see it once you get the chance. Thanks very much. Uh, what's going on coming up next after Gale, A, B, C, D, E, F, U. And I'd like to add, um, before we play the song, I was only joking when I said it would be worth getting Omicron for. I didn't mean it. Great song. It's Wizard Radio. Alec Feldman here. Hi. Look what's back. Look what's back for 2022. It's this. What's going on? Because, you know, it's a brand new year. I could have thought of some new ideas, but I haven't because I like the ones we've already got. So it's time for what's going on. First new edition of this game of the year. If you've never heard it before, it's it's been a hot minute since we've done it. I play you a clip of something, um, a thing happening that's confusing and mysterious and chaotic. It's usually just a series of noises, sometimes with a bit of speaking and sometimes not. Your job is to tell me what is happening in that clip. Obviously, I don't give you any context. I just play it to you. So what's going on? And you have to work it out. You use the powers of deduction and imagination and creativity. Excuse me, need to burp. Hang on. There you go. (laughs) Um, and try and suss out the mystery chaotic events based purely on what you hear doesn't matter if you get the answer right to be quite honest it's just a bit of fun Uh, obviously it goes without saying there is no prize because we don't have the budget so um, if you're ready let's hear this week's clip the first time (laughs) oh oh he did And there we have it. It's a very short one this week. Very short, but I feel like there's a lot to be getting on with. So obviously at the beginning, you've got the like, oh, 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 there's a person speaking. He did it. And then you hear, you just hear after, oh, he did it. You hear a big old crash and a scream. Classic. This is absolutely vintage what's going on, I think. <laughs> 
Um, so what what is happening there? That oh oh he did it. <laughs> Crash. Ah! Um, instead of me recreating it, let's just hear it a second time. That'll be better, wouldn't it? So this is quite obviously someone trying to do something and then failing. But what? Who? Where? When? Why? I need specifics. I need the details. Only you can provide those. So if you'd like to play what's going on this afternoon, send me a message with your best guess about what is happening there to 07807 183538 you can email as well if you prefer station at wizardradio.co.uk we're playing what's going on all you need to do is tell me what is happening in this short clip <laughs> what's going on there if you know if you have the faintest of ideas or even a completely wild suggestion I want to hear it please 07807-183-538 on the text and uh, station at wizardradio.co.uk on the email. This is what's going on. We do it every week and I will give you the answers and read out some of your guesses as well before the end of the show. Five o'clock, so about 50 minutes from now, give or take. Uh, on the way, years and years, I'll play you Scissor next as well after a news update at four o'clock. I, the voiceover guy, have been paid a small one-off fee to let you know that you're listening to Alec Feldman on Wizard Radio. Years and years with Galantis. That was Sweet Talker. Great song. Love it. And before that, Scissor and I Hate You. It's Wizard Radio. Alec Feldman here until 5 o'clock. Good afternoon. How have you been? Uh, Coming up, Holly Humberstone and Tierra Wack and Sadie Jean as well. Um, So, I've discovered this on the internet. It's a film that's come out of China, a brand new film. I think it could be award-winning, actually. It's really, really good. Brilliant acting, like completely original plotline and characters that are really well-written. Dialogue, great. I think it is just fantastic. We should all watch it. Um, The film is called... Oh, what was the film called? It is called... James Bond... No, I forgot the name of the film. James James Pond, and the film is called. Bear with me. No, no, keep bearing with me. I've got it written down somewhere. I've forgotten it. James Pond and No Time to Die, laughing. That's that's the name of this completely original film that's come out of China that I think could be winning lots of awards this year. And basically, it's about it's about two secret agents well i'll i'll let them introduce themselves really what a beautiful castle for a secret rendezvous agent 0.07 so there's agent 0.07 that's one of the agents um i I think traditionally it might be 007 no no this is completely original brand new story with agent 0.07 who have come to a secret castle and um here's the thing right this film is is really good but i can't i can't help but feel it might have some kind of very subtle um sort of propaganda messaging in it i don't know you make your own mind up for now china is our top priority and what have the chinese done well, according to this dossier, their national security agency was authorized to monitor all phone and internet use in 193 countries. That's bloody outrageous. Mm-hmm. Is there anything China doesn't watch over? Indeed, it's preposterous. And it says here that China's propaganda machine was already very mature since World War One, and today broadcasts in 47 languages and releases over 700 English language films every year. I didn't know China produced English language films. Oh, wait, wait, good grief. That's not China we're talking about. That's America. Excuse me again. <laughs> oh, good one. See, they thought it was China. It's actually, it actually America all along. Oh, yeah, but like I, I can't quite put my finger on what the, what the message is here, but I'm really enjoying the the really hammy um, British acting, specifically the the phrases that they are getting the characters to use, you know, that's bloody outrageous, and it's preposterous, um, and my, my possible favourite, good grief, uh, as we all we all say uh, quite often. 
Um, the only one that I don't think anyone in Britain has ever said was "excuse me." Uh, do you say "excuse me"? I, I've never said that one, but um, can't can't get it all right, I suppose. Um, but like I said, it's just something funny about this this James Pond film. It makes it's got like a slightly slight subtle message, but I don't know what it is. You know what's pathetic? Using the fictional Chinese stat job and data job as an excuse to secure a massive budget for next year. Yeah, it's subtle, very subtle. But I think there is some kind of underlying message in this. I don't know, I don't know. Maybe I'm just looking into it too much. But anyway, so the, the plot continues and uh, the phone rings. Oh, what time is it? Is it time for our CIA rendezvous yet? Speaking of the devil himself, how's it going, James? The name is Pond. James Pond. Gotta get the catchphrase in somewhere. And there they, they drop the catchphrase bomb right there. The name's Pond. James Bond. Um, some more, some more um, humour here as we're introduced to the other character. Obviously, the uh, main character is 0.07. This is 0.06's secret code name. And how's my lovely Agent Black Window today? Simply spiffy. Are you still cross-dressing, Mrs. Doubtfire? It's called undercover work, my dear Black Window. Do it wrong, and it's curtains for you. Do you get it? Because her name's Black Window, and it's curtains for her. Hey, good one, good one, good one. Uh, and also, the slightly obscure reference to the film Mrs. Doubtfire because the, the joke is that the CIA agent is dressing up as an old woman to go undercover. Um, <laughs> I don't quite know where that one came from, but fair enough. Um, so that's that's that. Um, again, this this weird political subtext messaging is just creeping back in. So subtle you could barely notice. We just got our China mission center set up. Always a good time to spy on China, eh? Anytime is a good time. Interesting. Weird that. Anyway, uh, they then go on to do a bit of consumer advice. My advice is not to buy yourself a Huawei phone. But Huawei is... Oh, wait, wait. How did you know I was going to get one? I don't think there should be any secrets between you and me, right? What? You tap my phone again? Give the man an Oscar for that performance. That was brilliant. What? You tapped my phone again? I can't believe it. Just, he delivered that with such conviction, such passion. I feel like that was real method acting there from 0.07. That was, that was beautiful. Anyway, moving on. We both need secure cell phones, which give us no trouble, you understand? Calm down now, Pond. There isn't any 100% safe and clean cell phone on this planet or else David Cameron and Marco would have gotten one for themselves. Okay, so what they're saying basically is that um, you shouldn't get a, a Huawei phone, um, but uh, the counter argument to that is that actually no phone is completely secure and Huawei's are no different to any other phone manufactured uh, in, in the West. So again, their concerns are unfounded. That is the message of uh, this film. Um, next, obviously, um, they're kind of trying to come up with a solution because they don't want to be spied on. Well, there's also a slightly obscure reference to David Cameron and Angela Merkel in that last one. Just thought that should be pointed out. Anyway, they want a nice... Oh, no, that's the next one. <laughs> I'm getting confused. Basically, listen to this. Right, they have a slightly obscure reference to Cameron and Merkel as they try to alleviate their concerns about being spied on. Have we done that one? I'm getting all tied up, sorry. Um, right, we've done that one. Right, the next one. <laughs> um, he's, got a, he's got a present for them. This CIA agent under the table. Look under the table, Pond. In celebration of our transatlantic special relationship, I have special presents for the both of you. And they're CIA certified. CIA certified phones? Affirmative. I'm sensing a bit of a plot twist here. CIA affirmative. Hmm, they're CIA approved phones. But then this is when this is when the really dramatic plot twist comes in. Wait, 
Why do you suddenly have a British accent now? Because I've been assigned to spy on the great United Kingdom. The Great United Kingdom, as it's known, right here in the Great United Kingdom, is going to be spying on us. Oh no! What will happen? The only way to find out is to watch James Pond in No Time to Die Laughing. Available in all good Chinese state propaganda cinemas near you. Out now. So, there you go. Great film. I'd give it 5 out of 5. You know, a 100% rating on Rotten Tomatoes. Brilliant film, we should all go and watch it. This is Holly Humberstone, Friendly Fire on Wizard Radio. Wizard Radio with Holly Humberstone and Friendly Fire. I'm Alec Feldman. Um, this week, we mourned the loss of a quite legendary piece of technology. It was a big, it was sort of a big part of my teenage years. I never had one, but loads of people in my year did. Blackberries were very big in like the early 2010s, before everyone got iPhones and Androids and stuff. Blackberries were huge, and they basically got switched off this week. I don't know. There's probably no one listening that can answer this question. Are they actually off? Like, have the company Blackberry disabled all of the Blackberries, or do they still sort of work? Are they just, like, out of support? I don't know. But either way, Blackberries, they're gone. Can't use them anymore, apparently. And because of the whole fuss being made about the demise of the Blackberry, another website that's no longer with us has sort of managed to escape without too much attention. And basically, um, there's been a whole number of huge changes in the way we consume things in the last few years, right? Streaming has, like, exploded. Everyone now has pretty much got streaming, um, some kind of streaming service. Everyone seems to have some kind of music service, Spotify, Apple Music, whatever. Which means that, actually, all of the websites that in the sort of the mid to late 2000s and early 2010s that people might use to acquire these things through slightly dodgy means they're having a bit of a tough time because everyone's everyone's basically gone legit because it's so easy to just subscribe to streaming services and have everything nobody really bothers with like film piracy anymore and that's that's kind of a weird thought because that used to be such a big thing like every dvd you bought would have like a, this that big scary trailer at the start that goes you know you wouldn't steal a handbag you wouldn't steal a car video piracy is a crime and all that they went to such great lengths to try and stamp out video piracy i remember if you're i'm slightly too young to properly remember this but some of the older vhs tapes that i had had like a man who was making like a horseshoe and the horseshoe was like a, a copyright sign or something I, I can't remember what it was, but it was actually quite scary. Um, but like I said, it's only like a very vague blur. But people used to like really worry about this. And, you know, lots of people used to do it as well. But because everyone's now got Netflix, got Spotify, got Disney Plus, whatever. Piracy's kind of dead. And whilst everyone was getting sad about Blackbridge being turned off, nobody noticed that a website that has been named the Netflix of piracy has shut down, not because it's been closed down by the authorities, they've been caught and sent to prison or anything like that, purely because no one uses it anymore. <laughs> They're like, what's the point? No one's using this, there's a complete lack of interest. Nobody wants to pirate their movies anymore. Why do we bother? So it's gone. This this Netflix piracy has had to shut down. And I feel like that's where things are going now. The, all the, you know, the pirates of the world that used to make dodgy DVDs and then moved on to dodgy downloads and all that stuff, dodgy songs, got nothing to do anymore because somehow we've ended up in a position where everybody basically pays for all the stuff they consume, more or less. And if they don't pay themselves, then they'll just nick somebody else's Netflix login and it's driven out the pirates. Netflix have managed to do what all of those video campaigns at the beginning of DVDs and videotapes never managed to and actually put a stop to video piracy. So there we go, it's gone, it's dead. The future generations will never know what it's like to see an advert warning you that video piracy is a crime. They'll never know what it's like to install a million viruses from trying to download things on a dodgy website. They'll never know because the new generation, they're just, they're just too straight edge. They're losers. They do it. They do it the proper way, uh, to be fair. <laughs> I mock. I've never downloaded anything illegally in my life, I don't think. Actually, have I? 
you know, the less said about my Adobe software, the better. But on the whole, I don't do video piracy, and nobody does anymore. So R.I.P. to all the video pirates who now have nothing to do. My thoughts are with you. Um, right, this song's a bit mad, but it's quite fun. This is Tierra Whack and Stand Up on Wizard Radio right now. Tierra Whack and Stand Up on Wizard Radio. Salik Feldman here. Hi, on the way. Uh, Sadie Jean and Sean Mendes. Marin Morris, new song coming up in the next, I don't know, half hour or so. Actually, it has to be half an hour because I'm, I'm going at five, so there you go. Um, so, I think I've been on for an hour and a half. I think it's now time to roll up the bottom of my trousers, put some wellies on, and wade into this hot mess. The Molly May. 24 hours in a day thing. So, I mean, I've got nothing really uh, particularly original to say about it. It's like a few days old. We've all seen it. This, um, you know, the Love Island person, influencer, who's gone on a podcast and gone, well, you know, I don't see why people, you know, can't achieve what they want to achieve. We've all got the same 24 hours in a day, right? Um, and everyone's kind of going, um, well, well, not really, because some of us have huge obstacles to overcome, and some of us went on a reality TV show and were handed millions of pounds worth of brand deals, and somehow had ended up as like creative director of Pretty Little Thing without lifting a finger. We haven't really all got the same 24 hours, but um, like I said, got nothing new or original to say about that, really. You know, you know what I'm likely to think about it. You probably all think the same which is basically just <laughs> what an idiot but what if what if she's right what if she's got a point why why aren't we all rich is it because of all these structural factors that prevent everyone from having the same opportunities and you know privilege and all that is it that really or is it just our own personal decisions um i i for one think it's probably our personal decisions you know we've all got the same 24 hours right and so, um, what I want to know this afternoon, why, why aren't we all rich? Why aren't I rich? Why aren't you rich? What poor decisions are we making? You know, we've got our 24 hours, right? What are we occupying our 24 hours with that is preventing us from being rich? Instead of, you know, allocating an hour or two a day to getting rich, what are you doing? Um, I feel like I'm, I mean, I'm not doing washing and ironing because, I mean, behind me right now, there's a whole pile of clothes that I'm yet to iron. Um, they've been there for quite some time. So it can't be that. What else? Am I, am I doing too much sleeping? I doubt it. Um, too much time at Aldi, possibly. Um, too much time watching reruns of Doctor Who, almost definitely. So what? what's the deal? What are we wasting our lives with? We've got 24 hours in a day. We all do. Um, what's occupying yours that is the reason you are not yet as rich as Molly May from Love Island and Instagram. Let's get involved. Let's, you know, let's explain to ourselves why we're not yet rich and we can all, you know, work on it and get rich next year using our 24 hours in the day. So my number to get in touch, to get involved, 07807 183 538. It's station at wizardradio.co.uk on the emails. It's at wizardradio on Twitter and Instagram. What are you filling up your 24 hours with that you're wasting your time on, that's stopping you from being rich? What what do you do with your 24 hours? Come on. There must be a reason that you're not a millionaire with a creative directorship of Pretty Little Thing yet, right? What is it? 07807 183 538. Thank you very much. So, Sadie Jean. Have you ever heard of Sadie Jean before? She's quite new. I think this is the first time I've played her on Wizard Radio. Who is she? What can we learn about her? It's funny you ask. I've done some research and I've put it all into a 60-second guide. Alex, totally accurate, definitely not made up 60-second guide. Sadie Jean is not my lover. Uh, She is, however, the daughter of Billie Jean, and therefore there are rumours she's the illegitimate child of Michael Jackson. The evidence is there, her thick curly hair, for example, or the fact that she was able to moonwalk before she could earthwalk, even the way she only ever wears one glove. Um, However, Michael Jackson never admitted this during his lifetime, and no DNA test results have ever been made public, so we'll never really know for sure, because she's not officially recognised as one of Michael Jackson's children. 
she didn't receive any inheritance when he passed away. Because of that, she had a hard life having to graft away to get by. She worked in shops, Disneyland, a roller skate American diner, even a Michael Jackson themed bar. She'd practice singing Billie Jean on the karaoke machine, but she'd change the word lover to mother. And it was there that she was spotted by a music exec and brought into the studio to record an album. And that is Sadie Jean in 60 seconds. Alec Feldman on Wizard Radio. Come and join the fun from a safe distance. Wizard Radio. That was Sean Mendes and it'll be okay before that. Sadie Jean and what are you doing now? Or WYD now as it's literally uh, called. So 24 hours in a day. A great philosopher once said, There are 24 hours in the day. We've all got the same 24 hours. It's up to you what you do with it. Um, She was probably wrong, but let's let's say, let's humour her, right? Let's say she's right and we do all have the same 24 hours in the day and some of us are wasting it. What are we wasting it on? Uh, Paige says, the problem is school because of, you know, the government and things like that. I need to spend seven hours a day at school. Those seven hours are directly blocking me from becoming either Beyonce, a millionaire, or both. If I had those seven extra hours, I would have time to work on my Instagram posts, which would earn me millions. When did English, maths, or science ever help anyone? Nobody made millions in STEM. (laughs) I wish school could understand that the priority needs to be Instagram. Yes, Paige, you are so right. Amen to that. Schools are holding us back. They are preventing the next generation of kids from reaching their full potential as influencers. And I think it needs to end now. They need to butt out of our lives. They're quite right. COVID vaccines don't need them. What we need is some hashtag spawn posts to sell us teeth whitening kits. That's what will get us out of this pandemic and make the world a better place. You're so right. We do all have the 24 hours, same 24 hours, but seven of them are wasted in school for some people. It's a travesty. Thomas says, I figured it out, Alec. It's all the doctor's fault. Yes, Thomas. Blame it on the doctors. When would that ever go wrong? You are so right. What have they ever done for us? Uh, The doctors tell you, you need to have eight hours of sleep a night, Thomas says. But that's what's holding us back. It's because of their advice. We've only got 16 hours in the day, not 24. Think about it. Why are so many doctors so rich? Because they know the truth. My conspiracy theory is that doctors do not sleep at all. They've got the full 24 hours because they're not following their own bogus advice. Sorry, that was a bit loud, wasn't it? Bogus advice. And that's what I must do. Never sleep. Take those full 24 hours of every single day. Oh, yeah, Thomas. You're on to them. Listen, Dr. Dr. Christian. Dr. Range, Dr. Alex, we're on to you. We know your game, and the game is up. We know that whilst we're all sleeping, you're out there grafting and making dollar, but not for long. We're coming for that sweet, sweet money made between the hours of 10pm and 7am. It's ours. Well, it will be soon. Um, ah, very clever. I think that's a great theory, Thomas. Thank you for that. You've really enlightened me. Um, we don't all have the same 24 hours in the day. Only the doctors do. Those guys. Um, Benny says, I know where I've been going wrong my whole life. I've always followed the fat boy slim mantra. <laughs> eat, sleep, rave, and then repeat. I eat dinner. I go to sleep. I rave, usually just on TikTok, not in like an abandoned warehouse somewhere. And then I eat again, sleep again, rave again, and... You know, it goes on and on. But obviously, despite what Fatboy Slim said, this is not the winning formula. I think the Molly May life guide is just the repeat part. She wakes up. Well, she doesn't wake up because she's already up. Then she repeats and she repeats again. And when she's done repeating, she repeats once again. This is the new life mantra. Repeat, repeat, repeat and repeat. Yeah, remix that Norman Cook Fatboy Slim. Repeat, 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 repeat. It would be a great song. Um, I, I feel like that's quite abstract, though, Benny. Um, the whole, you know, Molly Mae gets up and repeats. What, what is she repeating? Is this just an endless time loop? Is she 
creating more than 24 hours in a day purely by getting stuck in some weird loop of rep repetition of stuff unspecified things i don't fully understand that one it's blown my mind a little bit you've yeah you have lost me somewhat but maybe you know you're right what who am i to say that molly may from love island is doing anything wrong she obviously as someone who has lots of money knows better than all of us um and that's why we do all have the same 24 hours in the day and um we should stop moaning and just use them like she has to get completely successful off her own back as she absolutely has done so well done well done to her um i'll aim to use my 24 hours more wisely from now on thank you molly may you've changed my life uh, this, this is new from marin morris circles around this town it's on wizard radio marin morris and circles around this town Wizard Radio on a Saturday afternoon. I'm Alec Feldman. Thanks for hanging out with me. Miles Pekulski's here in about 10 minutes time uh, and then I'm going to go. But before that, it's time to do two things. One of those things is playing Maisie Peters. The other is a game I like to call What's Going On? So earlier on, you might have missed this. I played you this clip that I found of something slightly chaotic and confusing happening. And your job is to work out what is happening in that clip based purely on what you can hear and what your brain allows you to imagine. Um, here's what it sounded like this week. <laughs> so you've got the, oh, oh, he did it. And then a big crash and a scream. So someone has obviously tried to do something, looked like they were succeeding. And then they ultimately failed which is very sad but what was it this week leah says i have a really specific guess about what this video is of basically i think this is a video of two grandmas sat in someone's living room admiring how a hole that was in the ceiling has been repaired <laughs> right at the last time they were there there was a massive hole in the ceiling now there isn't one just as they admire it one of the grandmas says oh he did it in reference to filling the hole in the ceiling and someone falls through the ceiling creating a new hole it's almost like something out of a really bad comedy film and the camera was set up perfectly just to catch it all <laughs> wow when you said you had a really specific guess you weren't lying were you leah um two grandmas no i don't think it's two grandmas i don't think it's a hole in the ceiling either nobody falls through the ceiling but I'll tell you what you've got right, because you're not all wrong. You've got the fact that somebody falls, right? There is falling involved, sort of, and there is a living room involved. So there you go. You've got a little bit right. Not a lot, but a little bit. So well done, Leah. Uh, thanks for getting involved. Rachel says, I know what, the, what this is. This has happened in my house. There's a video of a new set of kitchen cabinets and some people who are just standing there admiring it. The voice you hear at the beginning saying, oh, we did it, as in, oh, he put the cabinets up. The bit that's very relatable to me, cabinets fall down off the wall. Everything breaks. This happened in my house when my dad put up new kitchen cabinets. Then all of our glasses and mugs broke. Clip's accurate because it really does make a very loud noise. <laughs> oh, that sounds quite funny. Shame you didn't catch it on camera. You could have got 200 quid from you've been framed. Uh, do they still do that? I, I don't know. Anyway, uh, it's not in a kitchen, so it's not kitchen cabinets being put up. There's no crushing of kitchen cabinets. There's no smashing of crockery and glasses. None of that. Um, a good guess, but no. The thing that he did was not putting up some kitchen cabinets. Last guess uh, that we've got time to do today comes from George. I don't know much about this world, Alec, but I do know. This video involves A, a slip and side, and B, an old age home. Oh, <laughs> here we go. Hang in there with me, he said. Right, okay. Because they were locked up during COVID with no visitors, old age homes get very bored. They run out of activity. So, this old age home sets up a slip and slide so that residents could, you know, just slip inside, have a bit of fun. The clip is filming two older residents talking about it, acknowledging that the man 
did in fact set up the slip and slide. He did a great job. Or no, what is it there? He did it. Yeah. Just as they say that, the first person comes down the slide, slides everywhere. It's wild. A great time is had for all involved. That is such a cute, wholesome guest, George. Only problem with it is, where, where's the, the big crash noise? Because there is a big crash noise and sort of shrieks of horror. I feel like you wouldn't get that from everyone having a good time on a slip and slide. So you've, you have missed something not quite right. So you're, you're, not, you're far away. Rachel was far away. Leah was actually the closest we've got. So nobody I think has got it right. So I can tell you the actual answer. What's going on here? We're in a living room. There is a man, somebody's dad. He's taking part in virtual reality. He's got a virtual reality headset on and he's playing a game. A part of that game, I believe, is to sort of walk across quite a narrow, a narrow like plank type thing. Except, for some reason, he's actually got the real plank in, in his living room. So he's walking along, you know, one foot in front of the other, trying to stay balanced whilst doing virtual reality on his headset. And they're like, oh, he did it. And they're like, well done, you're doing great. But then when he gets to the end of the plank in the game, he has to jump, um, except in real life, he does also jump when he gets to the end of the plank. So what you hear in the big crash is him leaping off this plank in his living room and flying straight into the TV and creating a massive crash. And now I've told you what it is. We can have another listen and you can just imagine watching that unfold. Oh, oh, he, he did it! <laughs> so there you go. That's somebody's dad smashing into a telly because they jumped into it whilst doing virtual reality. That's the answer on what's going on this week. And that, I think, is enough to bring the show to a close. Thanks for listening today. I've had a good time. Let's do it again next week, Saturday, 3 till 5 p.m. I'd love to have you with me. On the way next, it is Miles Mikulski. Uh, he'll be here after Maisie Peters and I'm trying on Wizard Radio there goes another episode of Alec Feldman the podcast wasn't that some great content come back next week for more audio based fun hey podcast listener do you love talking about movies music TV comics and games then you should be listening to the great pop culture debate back in bigger than ever for season 9 This season, the panelists discuss the best James Bond film, the best Elton John single, the best Nickelodeon original series, the best Batman villain, and so much more. Find the show wherever you listen to podcasts or head to greatpopculturedebate.com. More than 100 topics are already available. Subscribe today.